All right, what is going on, everybody? How is everybody doing? We are here with our week two NFL recap. What's up, Tom? What's up, Dom? How are we doing? How are we? What's up, guys? All right, so we were just talking about which game we should talk about first after week two, which I think was definitely better than week one. Um, I guess we could talk about the, the Steelers because it's definitely the most recent game uh, as it was the waiter of the two Monday night games. Uh, you guys know I'm a Steelers fan. Tom was actually there and Tom was like talking about how much of an electric experience it was. Yeah, um, I realized I, I mean, we went last time I was there with you was like 2014 or 15. I don't remember all the stuff that they did. Maybe they maybe they changed it. Maybe they made it cooler. <laughs> but the music, everything just MetLife Stadium, step your game up. That's all I gotta say. It was it was so much cooler than going to a giant game. Yeah, dude, the atmosphere there is crazy. What um what moment did they play Renegade? I don't know if you remember. Um, I think at like the ten minute mark in the fourth quarter. Yeah, was it before like the the Watt touchdown? I think it was right before the Watt touchdown. Yeah, so dude, the place that... was all, the place was ready to erupt, and then that happened. That's electric because yeah, like the Steelers will play like um when they're on defense in the fourth quarter in like a semi close game, Renegade, and then like it just everyone goes crazy. It's actually electric yep. when you're there and you could get to see it. But it was a good game. I can't believe the Steelers won. It, it was an absolute like shit show. Just I, the Steelers, I think I read had like negative total yards in the final ten minutes on offense, and they still won by four points. Yeah, I don't know. Like Dom, what did you think about the game last night? Anything to like really take out of it, or just like ah, you expected it from these two teams playing each other? I mean, yes, the Steelers won, but they did score two defensive touchdowns. Pickens had that one long touchdown. Like besides those three plays, like did they really do much to impress you? Like are you are you walking away from that being like oh a great win or just like? I mean, I think it's like good win season still alive because you start off 0-2 and and, and you're now a game behind Cleveland. But yeah, like after all the hype in the preseason for Kenny Pickett in this offense and like Najee Harris like just gets like rightfully so clowned on Twitter yesterday just because how bad he looked and Pickett looked bad and Matt Canada, everyone's like calling for his head and the offense was pretty, pretty rough to watch. Uh, There was a couple fire Canada uh, chants in the the stands yesterday. I can be a, a witness. Yeah, I, I remember hearing it on TV a little bit, and then I saw it on Twitter. And I know they won't fire him unless they were like three and seven in the head, the worst offense of the week. Because Tomlin wouldn't do that, or or Omar Khan and the Steelers just wouldn't fire. I feel like a coach midseason. That's just something they don't do. But yeah, I mean, they got the Raiders in Vegas next week in prime time on Sunday night. So I apologize to everybody that's got to watch this offense again in prime time. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll go into that. Any game you guys want to talk about or anything more about? The, I mean, like also prayers up to like Nick Chubb brutal like his knee just like being yeah for i it. hated watching that and i love Mitch Chubb. he's like maybe my like one of my favorite non-giants in the whole nfl and like i saw that happen and then it was really just it, it was really unfortunate to watch i hated it but um speed of recovery nick chubb and tom i don't even know if you know this but they didn't, they didn't. show us the replay on tv but we know they showed you yes. the replay because we heard the whole crowd, crowd like, just like it, react like, heard, to like, it like them like making a noise like they were wincing in pain too like it was it was bad um like that's how we knew it was bad because we didn't yeah, actually see yeah the i didn't even see all. the video and nor do i want to watch it i just know it was pretty bad like i saw like kind of screenshots but yeah chubb had uh four yards away from a thousand in his rookie year where he had started in nine games and then he had a thousand yards each of the last four years but uh and had a great week one too against cincy and it's a shame that he, got he was having this. a great week yeah he was, yeah, he, he was he, he do- dominating really well. the Steelers yeah um, he was running all over them like he usually does. So he got hurt. Uh, Minka got hurt. 
I think Miles Garrett got hurt at one point. It, it was pretty brutal of a game. I think another Browns corner or secondary member hurt his arm um, on a Calvin Austin catch later in the game. I forgot who it was. But yeah, pretty brutal like division rivalry game. It was huge for the Steelers to get a win. I feel like we've kind of talked enough about Pittsburgh. We can hop onto a different game. So we, you guys can kind of talk about your two teams going at it. Um, the Cardinals almost, I think, ended the Giants season by halftime. And everybody's like, this is about to be the worst like season ever in Giants history after the expectations they had. And a huge fourth quarter comeback by them. Yeah. I mean, I'll start it off. I was about uh, five seconds from leaving the Dable train. And um, to my knowledge, he did not. This has a little crooked. Um, Tom's got a did Giants not, bucket hat on. You can tell, you can tell, you can tell him how, um, how I, was, I was waiting all, all offseason to wear this hat. And now I get, and now I got to get the creases out. But um, I was ready for Dable to start calling those plays, and he did. He says he didn't. I think he's just straight up lying. Um, Daniel Jones, I saw he was on K. Adam's show today, and seemed he did not do a very good job hiding it. So, um... Who was on the K. Adam's show? What? Who was on the show? K. Daniel Jones, she asked him. Oh, okay. I thought you said Dave. I was like, why would Dave go on that? (laughs) No. Um, And then... But I'll, I'll just say, I mean, it was the Cardinals. Sorry, Dom. Um, the Cardinals blew that game more than the Giants won that game. Josh Dobbs ran all over them. Um, I'll hand the floor off to Dom, but 1-1 one one going into week three and speedy recovery for Saquon, fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean, that was an all-time meltdown by the Cardinals. I was texting, besides Tom, I was texting maybe two or three Giant fans like constantly throughout the game. It was Caleb Williams' hype train. It was Fire Dable. Like, the fact that they actually won that game after all those text messages is just crazy. Um, I think the Cardinals must have got the call at halftime saying, like, we're tanking, like, lose this game. Because I, like, I don't know what happened. Um, I think James Conner had, like, 65 yards in the first half, and he maybe ended the game with 65 yards about. Like, he, like, I don't know, second half fell He did apart. actually finish with 106. Um, yeah. I was getting a little... Conner. But... Yeah. Yeah, he... No, no rushing. Total? Just rushing. Yeah, I did not expect that. But it, mm-hmm. like that whole second, like the whole the fourth quarter was just three and out to three and out. Yeah, yeah. And like I, I was getting a little cocky at halftime. I was like, "Oh, the Cardinals like they're gonna pull out this win. I can like clown some of my friends because they should not be winning this game." And it, like just turned so quickly. Um, I know Tom. He sent me a message saying, "At least you know Daniel Jones has that dog." I don't know though. Like he looked very bad in the first half. Like you yeah, need that, that was, dog all four quarters the, if you uh, want to keep winning still. games. Um, because <laughs> if I I don't know how negative I was being during the first half. I don't remember the messages. I guess I just erased it from my memory. But I'm not looking at them again. Um, go Brian Dable. Go Daniel Jones. And let's go Giants. That's all I'm saying. Um, there was probably some really negative stuff in there though. And I probably said I wanted Dable fired 17 times. Yeah, that was a huge one for the Giants. Um, they play Thursday against San Fran, and I should have mentioned in the beginning, but uh, we're going to be doing a whole different video and podcast episode for our Week 3 recap, so you guys can be on the lookout for that, and we're going to go into each game and kind of talk about who we think will win and all that. So be on the lookout for that. We're going to do that separately then. Um, different from the Week 1 recap where we also had a uh, Week 2, right, Week 3 preview and um will be at next episode. I kind of butchered that there. So, yeah, uh, this game was kind of wild. I can't believe that. I really thought the Cardinals were going to win it. And it reminded me of a few years ago when the Dolphins were taken for Tua. And I think they were playing the Steelers in prime time and they were beating the Steelers. And then they just ran some like 
prevent or like some horrible defensive calls and it's like all right like they got the call to the coach or like you or to brian flores they're like you need to tag this game like we need to get to a and it kind of felt like that in the second half for the Cardinals. So huge win for the Giants. Um, and Cardinals, man, it's just edging closer. Caleb Williams, it's going to happen. Hey, they're a frisky team, though. Like they, They're going to sneak out a win somewhere. <laughs> I mean, like another pick that they are going to have um, is the Houston Texans pick, who are 0-2 on the season uh, after losing to the Indianapolis Colts 31-20. I had the under in this game, and I'm like 39 and a half. Like, they, they aren't even going to, like, sniff 30. And then there was literally, what, 28. There was 35 points in, in by halftime. So that was basically chalked. Um, or, excuse me, there was 38 points by halftime. So, yeah, that was definitely chalked. Uh, CJ Stroud looked really good, though. 384 yards, two touchdowns um, with a pretty abysmal O-line. And Nico Collins and Robert Woods and Tank Dell as his top receiver target. So I think he looked really good. Uh, Anthony Richardson got hurt. Um, any any thoughts from the, the uh, this game specifically, guys? Uh, what do you have? Two touchdowns early on. He looked really good. Um, just unfortunate that he wound up getting injured. Uh, so you always want to see the two top picks go at, go at it, but uh, Colts still wind up pulling it out. What is uh, Richardson's uh, diagnosis? Was it a concussion? Yeah. Is he like good for yes. next week, or we're not going to know that till like the He's weekend? He's in protocol still, I think, as of right now. Yeah. Damn, there was a lot of concussions this past weekend because Devontae Adams yeah. I know got one too. He's good though. Apparently, apparently he practiced today. I checked. Jalen Waddle. Yeah. Okay, cool. I am a Devontae Adams fantasy drafter, <laughs> and yeah. a Monroe St. Brown fantasy drafter. So quite the week uh, for injuries and wide receivers. What's going on with St. Brown? Uh, turf toe. Oh, Jesus! I had Aaron Judge in fantasy He's baseball. He's done, dude. <laughs> Chalk it up. He's never coming back. It's all right. I'll just uh, I'll have to trot out um, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, and uh, Tyler Lockett. Then I uh, guess sick you know, flex, worse. dude. The six man league. I forgot you're in one. Okay. No, it's tense. Keeper though. The keeper. Um, yeah, no, that, this Colts game, I feel like probably want to be going to be one of the very few wins the Colts get this season. Um, but, you know, a big win on the road. Texas, I can't believe the Texans did that trade for Will Anderson and gave up not the Browns first. They gave up their first. Because, like, not having your first when you're not a good team is just like, I don't know why they did it. Yeah. I mean, I. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's risky because now, uh, like, they. I mean, they. I think if it ends know. up like pick five, it's not the end of the world. Okay, like you're gonna lose out on an offensive tackle, but hey, you got Will Anderson, or maybe it's another edge guy. Like, yeah, you do that trade. But if this pick, if they end up being the worst team in the league, and you had a chance to draft a generational quarterback in Caleb Williams, or even number two in a generational wide receiver in Marvin Harrison, it's gonna hurt. Who's, like, that's who is Stroud's uh, college wide receiver? Yeah, exactly. So like. You really like. I think you really hope to just at least be the third worst team in the league. Anything worse than that, then like, yeah, I would just be in total regret from that trade. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was basically the first. Um. Or that was like an AFC South matchup. We could talk about like the Chiefs Jags game next too. Uh. Which was also I bet like the complete opposite. I took like the over. It was like forty or it was fifty, and there was just no points scored in this big game. Big stinker of a game whatsoever i think like travis kelsey was basically gonna make dom's all cardio team until like the second half he was just doing nothing at any points in this game he he was on there he was on my <laughs> yeah, list he had him jotted down ready to go for the old cardio team then he scored a no he didn't get a touchdown oh no he did get a touchdown on the third yeah, he scored a touchdown yeah he did and i think and i think he dropped a second one like he had another yeah, opportunity he did have nine so. targets i don't know i guess he looked yeah. i guess he was healthy but that chiefs yeah. receiving core is just it's a mess like, who's going to be the guy every week? Like, Kadarius Tony, five catches, 35 yards. Is he back? No. The Tony Revenge Tour? If 
if 8.5 PPR points is, is is a revenge tour, then uh, I, I guess maybe maybe it's it's full go. But <laughs> yeah, I I also didn't realize that like Christian Kirk had 11 for 110, which is cool to see after not doing much in yeah. week one. Really did go down. Uh, he missed a little bit yeah. of the game though, and, and then when he, and when he came back in, he was he was pretty um, you know ineffective. He I don't think I don't think he caught on the ball the rest of the game. I believe Zay Jones got hurt as well, um, in the second half. Uh, he all played. He made, all, targets, he made the all. He made the team. He played enough. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he played enough. I think it was. Um, actually, I have it written down. He played fifty-six oh, percent of the snaps. So it, he's the wide receiver three, though. Could we he's give him majority? That? He was last week. He was like wide yeah. receiver like two. So that's why I was kind of shocked to see Kirk kind of be like the guy, but like we saw him be the guy last year. Who else made your all cardio team this week, Tom? Uh, so it was Zay Jones, 66% of the snaps, no catches. Uh, He's gonna get Hunter traded. Renfro, 65%, only one target. <laughs> uh, this one actually really shocked me. Donovan Peoples-Jones played 87% of the snaps and had one catch, and it was like on the first or second drive of the game. Yeah. So he literally didn't do anything the rest of the game. Um, and then the running backs, it was a combo of yeah, Brees, uh, Hall, Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Both of them had under 12 four, yards. He, he tweeted four football emojis. <laughs> that, I don't know what happened. Carries. <laughs> this league <laughs> and then uh, tight end was Kyle Pitts who might make oh, a is, is he a two time member did he oh no London was probably last week right no Drake London was week one so I think it's just gonna yeah. alternate each week like Drake London will have a good game and then the media will say get Kyle Pitts more involved so then Kyle Pitts gets involved Drake London does nothing yeah, it's I'm just gonna go back and forth where, like, I don't know if Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts is ever gonna have a good game and he's it's like it's like one in every eleven games where he wins. It, it, it's a shame because he's so talented. But when you got Bijan, <laughs> who is looking like one of the best running backs in the league already, and Drake London, who's a very talented receiver, what are you gonna do? I guess and he was a top ten pick, man. Like so much hype. Four, if you guys top like, four pick. You, yeah, yeah, number four, crazy, right? A pick right ahead of Jamar Chase. But do you guys know who the leading receiver is on the Atlanta Falcons right now? It's Bijan. It's gotta be. Is it Bijan or is it Matt Collins? Bijan's two, Matt Collins is one. Oh, Matt Collins yeah. is one. I think Bijan might have the most targets. I, I read that. Yeah, stat yeah. Bijan's got the most targets at eleven and the most catches at ten. Matt Collins has ten targets, six catches, and ninety-one yards. Okay. Sixteen more than Bijan, <laughs> like we all <laughs> expected. Yeah, that, I, I mean, like that. Can, yeah, dude. I mean, Dom, you got your uh, your Falcons division winner propaganda. Your your division picks two and zero. Oh, mine's zero oh and two. Mine's two. Yeah, and he, the Tom's two. Tom, welcome to the two and zero club. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what you guys are both two and zero. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, I didn't pick Joe Burrow to win MVP, so I'm chilling. All right. Don't worry. <laughs> Who did you pick? You picked uh, OJ. Uh, Jalen Hurts. All right, I guess Who, shot. I say yeah, yeah. I feel like there's no obviously like two is probably the. I think Tua is the betting favor right now, yeah. but it's like. But can we talk about somebody who had played Jalen Hurts this week? What's going on with Kirk Cousins? He's having a ridiculous start this season, and if the Vikings. Well, well, if the Vikings sneak out nine wins, I'm not saying he gets MVP. That's a little much. Where does he where, where does he really sit in the MVP race? Because he might have like a crazy, crazy, crazy season. Well, before we even get into it, like I kind of wanted to bring this up with Stroud when we were talking about the Texans. And the Vikings were the same way. They were losing the whole game, so they were just airing it out. Like Kirk Cousins' stats are definitely inflated because they were losing that game. Like he threw all his yards and touchdowns later on in the game, so that might like I guess influence the MVP. But he always has great years. Like I think he's been a forty-five hundred yard and like thirty touchdown guy now for the past two or three years. Yeah, 
And that that game was tough to watch. I watched it. Uh, one of my one of my really good friends who I went to Pittsburgh with. He's a, he's a big Vikings fan, and I watched it um, with him uh, on Thursday night before we left. And like it was so frustrating that the the, the uh, fumbled punt return that was like on the twenty Jefferson fumbled out of the end zone on the one. They really they they really could have had a better shot at winning that game um, if they just didn't put the Eagles in a spot where they can just run it down their throat every single game and just eat up an entire quarter. If the Vikings had a couple more touchdowns to work with. Might have made the Eagles change their game plan up a bit. Yeah, I think like um, I think like Dom, I agree with him there. Like that they were playing behind in the second half, and like the Eagles really won. I think like fourteen zero run to start the third quarter, and like Dondre Swift was just running all over them. I did text you guys. I thought it was interesting. Like, what if what if the Jet like what if the Vikings started off like zero and four, and the Jets offered like a second, like two seconds for Cousins, something like that. I think they would have to. Like, they would kind of. I think they would probably do it. it. What what's, yeah, what's left on Kurt Steele? What's his contract look like? Well, both. <laughs> yeah, because I think I'm trying to think like if the Vikings would do that because like they obviously don't really have a great if, contingency plan like long. Yeah, if they started zero and four and the Jets were offering say two second round picks, that just you'll get two second round picks and you can continue tanking for a top quarterback. Like I think that yeah. would be that would have to be yeah. the right. The and you get somebody that's kind of more like obviously you don't really need a, a young quarterback with your top receiver in JJ, but it would be nice to like maybe have like yeah maybe you had like a Drake May or it's a Michael Penix or somebody like at that time that you can really build around because like yeah the only thing I'm like kind of wary it's like do you want to move Cousins who is still a top 15 quarterback in the league and like those are hard to come by like you don't want to go through years of having Zach Wilson as your quarterback or like Sam Darnold sorry Jets fans but like that like revolving door that we've seen or do you want to get stuck into like sorry Tom but maybe like a Daniel Jones and you maybe have or maybe it's a Kenny Pickett or somebody like that and you don't really want that so like sorry yourself say sorry Matt you you said you said sorry Tom now you now you say Kenny Pickett now you say sorry Matt I said, no, I said, can you pick it? Yes, sorry to myself too, because we're all stuck with, well, not Dom, but the, the yeah, Jets. Yeah, no mention and, of Kyler Murray. That's what I'd like to hear. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Kyler Murray's definitely better than Kenny Pickett or Daniel Jones, but it's like, do you want to do that? But I was like, eh, it would be an interesting idea if like the Vikings did start off 0-4. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking right now, his contract, he's, he's a free agent in 2024, so it's kind of an hour. I mean, I would imagine they're probably going to give him another quick little extension, um, to keep him around, if nothing, if that doesn't think doesn't happen, but if they just give a really good offer, I mean, they already don't have their second next year because they in the Rogers deal. Um, yeah, yeah, and I know they can't trade their first this year because it still has a conditional like value to the Packers, even though it's not like conveying. But I don't think they're able to Rogers trade it. Technically, could come back like quote unquote. Yeah, so maybe they would have to wait till like a certain week where he, even if he plays 100 percent of the snaps yeah. for the remainder of the year, which he's not going to do, well, it, he would hit that would be after the trade deadline. Trade deadline is like week eight or nine. I think he has to play 66 percent, so it would be like week 12 or 13. Was it 66 or was it 75 percent? I think it was 66 or 65. It was. It wasn't 70. Yeah, so it is 65 percent of the snaps. So. I guess, yeah, like that might be till after the trade deadline, which would obviously make this impossible to do. So, yeah, it was just an idea, but like I know we'll get more into it into our week three preview. But the 0 2 Vikings play the 0 2 Chargers this week, and that is going to be a huge game. Two teams that definitely were expected to make the playoffs, and one of them will be 0 3. But knowing those two teams, it's probably going to end in a tie. <laughs> I think the Chargers, their offense is like the best of all time with no turnovers to start 0-2. Like, it's, like, unheard of how bad the defense has been and what the offense has been able to do. Yeah, yeah the defense has been awful. Yeah. Like, Ryan Tannehill tore them apart this past week. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we could just kind of talk about that game as well. I can't believe they lost that game in overtime. And, like, yeah, like, the, the Titans definitely look better. And I think with the Jaguars losing and them looking a little bit vulnerable, like, I mean, Dom, you did predict the Titans to win the division still, right? 
No, I did have Jaguars. I said the Titans oh, would be you... close, though. I did yeah. say the Titans would be close. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was all so, like... aboard the Titans last year. I couldn't hop back on this year. Yeah, I uh, like DeAndre Hopkins didn't do much. I mean, like the passing game like was weird. I feel like for the Titans and like Derrick Henry didn't do great on the ground. I'm really surprised they won that game, but uh, with no Austin Eckler, it was kind of tough for the Chargers um, from the start. And yeah, I do wonder like what happens with Brandon Staley. Is he gonna make it throughout the full year? Because they, uh, this team just constantly underachieves with him as the head coach. Yeah, they, they need. I mean, mean if they, they lose, need, uh, they might just remote Kellen more if he if he if he plays well and and offensive because the offense looks fantastic and the defense looks horrific, horrific and Sales defensive guy, so get your guys in check. Yeah, I think if they lose to the Vikings, I think he's fired. To be honest, that'd be crazy. Really. So do they, they make do they make Helen more the interim? Um, yeah, probably. Has DC, right? Has the DC been there longer? I think it would just be whoever's been there longer. I don't know off the top of my head who the DC is. I just know like going it's not forward Anthony too. Lynn, right? No. I just know going forward, like they have a lot of money like owed to people, like with their cap hits next year, like. They have the massive like Herbert contract kicking in, but that's not until 2025. But Eckler is a free agent. Mike Williams, I'm pretty sure, has a $32 million cap hit. Keenan Allen, $34 million. And then like Corey Lindsay, $14 million. Sebastian Joseph, $10 million. Khalil Mack, $38 million. Bosa, $36 million. JC Jackson, $20 million. Derwin James, $20 million. Like they're going to be, I mean, like the salary cap isn't real, but they're going to be it's in not cap real. hell. Yeah, yeah, going forward. Derek Ansley is their uh, defensive coordinator. I'm trying to find his coaching history to see how long he's been there, but I think I think he I think it's probably more than oh he's been there for four years apparently. So they yeah they'd probably just make him the interim then. Uh yeah because he's been, like he was a secondary he was he was the secondary coach for two years. Now this is his first year as if DC. So I guess since if they don't Calum fire was, him along with uh, Stale <laughs> at the true. same time. That's, that's true actually. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah, if they both go, then it's Kellen Moore. So um, <laughs> he, he, bring he North Turner, get him back. <laughs> North Turner. <laughs> Just bring Qualcomm back. Let's move back to San Diego at that point. There you go, Boltman. Phil Rivers is still around. Yeah, Boltman. Uh, yeah, so that's a huge game for the Chargers next week. And yeah, that was a big one for the Titans. Um, I think I like another game we can kind of briefly talk about because there wasn't really a lot in it. And I know that I think the Raiders did score first to go up 7 nothing when Adams scored. And then the Bills ended up just dominating the rest of the game. I feel like a lot of people after the loss last Monday night to the Jets... We're just saying, oh, the Bills, like, they're, they're not going to be that good this year, or they're not a lock to win the division, or maybe it's like, it's time that they might not even make the playoffs going forward. But I feel like that kind of just shut everybody up this week because they looked like arguably yeah. the best team this past Sunday. Yeah, they looked really, really, really good. Um, but they may not be the favorite division still. Miami looked pretty good too. Mm-hmm. No, no, you are right. Miami's definitely the best team you could say in the AFC right now at the moment. But uh, like, James Cook dominated the ground. I mean, like, they were great offensively. The Raiders' defense isn't good. Um, and, yeah, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo was just, like, brutal in that second half. Ended yeah. up with two picks. Like, not good whatsoever. James Cook might be him. He's, he's really good. He's got a really good start to the year. It is nice to see someone be him because there's been so many disappointments <laughs> at the running back position this year, man, so far. I mean, it's only two games, so, like, I got to chill with that, but there's been some stinkers. Yeah. I feel like off the top, like Najee, off the top of my head, has been a stinker. Pacheco's been kind of a stinker. Bad. Maybe Dalvin Cook's been a stinker because Brees Hall. At least we won't say that since he had a good week one. Yeah. Um. Nah, I only look at week two. <laughs> only look at week two. Yeah. How's uh, how's Kenneth uh, Walker been? He's been okay, right? He's been he's been okay. Uh, Miles Sanders kind of been a stinker as well. Jamal Williams. Yeah. So far, as he's dead now too. He like yeah, tore, he, he pulled his yeah, hamstring pulled or something. Or he's out. Hamstring. Yeah, he's gonna be out for a little bit. Um, so yeah, I feel like like Josh Jacobs 
Nine carries, negative Josh two Jacobs yards. Josh has so been a stinker. He, he, he had more. <laughs> he had more yards after week one than he currently does. That's good. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah, because he, he had negative two yards this past he week. He had negative nine yards this past week, I think. Negative two. Negative two. Okay, so he actually did good then, because when I saw it, it was negative nine, so he got seven yards oh, somewhere. So he, he, but yeah, he, he went up getting seven yards back. Yeah, so he yeah, actually he had more he had more yards uh, eight days ago than he currently does. That's yeah, yeah. like so hasn't been good He he's probably the biggest himmer. I would say Josh Jacobs is probably the biggest letdown more than Najee because Najee yeah, was sure. kind of had some question marks last year, and Josh Jacobs was like what the leading rusher last year, I think. So yeah, he was. Yeah. And like Cam Akers might get traded. J.K. Dobbins out for the year. Chubb out for the year already. Saquon third because like it's week two. Yeah, Saquon. What's like the deal with him? Is he like I saw that he's questionable for Thursday, but it's he's not going to play. But yeah, I, saw three I mean, weeks. yeah, I saw first team all weeks. liar Brian Dable said um, <laughs> he's uh, he said he's not ruling him out yet. I'm like his his ankle is probably like the size of like. A, a bus like just just let him sit for a game on three days rest like he's just saying that to try and make the 49ers prep to be quite frank on the 49ers really scared of the Giants with Saquon without so um see how it goes but I think he's probably gonna miss this one or the next one and the, I think week five is gonna be the uh the telltale sign how bad it is it wasn't a high ankle apparently mm-hmm. apparently it was a regular ankle sprain just not a, just a pretty bad one so who's the RB one? Is it Matt Breida there? Um, yes, but they have Eric Gray, who is a rookie, and uh, apparently he could be in the mix. So it's gonna, it's probably gonna be a little committee. Gary Brightwell might yeah. see some carries. Dude, it's crazy! Like the lineage of former like Niners running backs still making names for themselves. Like Matt Breida, you got uh, Raheem Mostert balling out there in yeah. Miami. You got like Jarek McKinnon <laughs> um, mm-hmm. alive there in in Kansas City. But uh, a team that I want to talk about, like I kind of briefly mentioned. Their quarterback before when I mentioned that Joe Burrow was your guys' MVP picks, like the Cincinnati Bengals, 0-2 to start the year. They got the Rams next Monday night at home. Are you guys like worried about the Bengals at all? Yeah, I don't think Burrow's gonna play. I think I think his his, his calf t- uh, flared up at the end of that game, um, so he's he's listed as questionable now. But like those calf strains, like they they always linger and definitely could be a couple weeks now with Burrow's in play. Um, so they could be 0 and. I mean, I they probably they, if Burrow plays, they should beat the Rams. But the way Puka Nakua is playing, uh, it might torch up the Bengals. Yeah, he if Jake Browning's playing, I think they have no chance because the Rams have been. I mean, they were great week one. They were. I'll give them a pretty good showing for week two against the Niners. Like, yeah, they played pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. Sean McVay. I don't know if you guys noticed. Sean McVay 100% knew what the spread was. Kicked the field goal with four seconds left to lose by seven. Yeah, as time expires, like probably seven and a half. <laughs> the push instead of uh, everyone winning so he definitely knew what he was doing there um yeah so the Niners I mean just we're talking about all these teams I think the Niners could probably steamroll the Giants on short weeks notice and I would not be surprised if the Rams uh I guess it would be an upset against the Bengals if Burrow doesn't play like I could see both those teams winning yeah yeah I think um wait but you said Jake Browning's the backup that's like Washington right Jake yeah, Browning. yeah. made the playoffs Browning. I'm pretty sure yeah he made the who they? It wasn't Michigan State. Right? It was Bama. They, Bama. Bama shut them out. Probably like 30, 35 nothing. I think. I want to say he was also there when they played. Was it? Did Penn State play them in a bowl game around that time too? Uh, maybe it did uh, the other year, but I he, he, he they, they, made, they made the four as a um as, as they were the four seed. Bama like won twenty four seven. Twenty four seven. Yeah, that'd be like around twenty three like around that year. long. Oh, oh, it was it was twenty sixteen. Oh, my bad. Okay. The score was twenty four to seven. My bad. Uh, okay. 
Yeah. Okay. I was like, when you said that name, I was like, oh my god, that's Washington's guy. From yeah. Washington. No. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It's he's probably. Can you? I mean, I can name. I think three Washington players that aren't currently on the team. You got Bishop Sankey. What a throwback there is there. Oh my god, that's a game <laughs> I have in the and, running um, back, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the from the Titans. Yeah. And then uh, I think John Ross. I think is the only other guy. On Jeez. wait, that are what, what? What was the like former Huskies? Like oh no, former Huskies. I'm on this team now. Miles Gaskin was on that team. He was the leading rusher. He had 1300 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And Buddha Baker actually was the uh, oh okay, I forgot about Buddha Baker. Yep, yep. Well, they got Penix coming over now. Did, right. I thought they had you, another receiver, but it's just Ross. If you guys um, play college football grids and Washington comes up, you're set now. Here we go. There, yeah. <laughs> Bishop Sankey. <laughs> Look at the receivers, John Ross. Uh, Chico McClatcher was their um sport, oh was their yeah, 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 yeah he was a fantasy sleeper a few years ago no I'm just kidding <laughs> um but just like to briefly touch on like that Ravens Bengals game like Lamar definitely looked like one of the better quarterbacks I know the statue doesn't show up but just kind of watching it like he was definitely one of the better quarterbacks played on Sunday so it was a uh, big one for them as they are now two and zero on the season with Gus Edwards Justice Hill and obviously Lamar in that backfield and uh, Zay Flowers is pretty solid again in his second game, and Nelson Aguilar outscores or out uh, receives Odell Beckham and Rashad Bateman, just like well, we all expected. OBJ hurt. got hurt too, so yeah, how long do we? Oh, how long do we know anything about that yet, or no? Mm, I haven't seen anything. Um, he's not expected to miss any time. Uh, it says here by Rotowire, okay. so I guess that's, that's good. good. Um, kind of going forward. And then I guess we kind of touched most of the one o'clock games. Uh, one of the better ones, though, that I got, like, unfortunately wasn't able to watch over time, but the Seahawks Lions game that I feel like was just due for a high scoring matchup between these two teams. Like, Lions defense we know is not great. And the Seahawks, I feel like, is just so inconsistent at times as well. And their offense is so high powered with Geno, Walker, and, or can be high powered with DK, Lockett, um, and JSN, who's been kind of disappointing so far. But yeah, this was a really good game and a uh, huge one for the Seahawks not to go 0 2 to start the I mean, I'll let Tom take this. I know he had a JSN stat, so I'll let him, uh, I'll let him roll. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I did a. Uh, a little deep dive on some of the breakdowns on Twitter um, for and uh, he JSN has I think his average depth of target is like 2.3 yards which is kind of alarming I mean I know he's a slot guy but for someone who was invested that high of a draft uh, of a draft capital to be targeted like that uh, you guys think it's a little weird I mean I get because he's not getting targeted obviously downfield at all it's, it's it's really behind the line of scrimmage uh, if his average is 2. Point, if it's 2.8 or 2.3. So I want to see how they use him the rest of the year, but I think he could be uh, a bit of a slow start to his career, especially with the, with the wrist injuries. It was wrist, right? Or elbow? Mm, arm. Let's just say arm. Okay, we'll Somewhere. say arm. Uh, with the arm injury to start. So uh, I'm going to be keeping an eye on him because he was maybe like, the he was definitely the most hyped up of the of the group, but Jordan Addison looks fantastic. Zay Flowers looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hyatt, sneaky 89-yard game on Sunday. Um, two catches. I think like fifteen snaps. So, <laughs> listen, I'm, I I have to sneak my Jalen Hyatt love in there when I can. Air it out that first play of the second half. Um, but I, I he, the chance he finishes like you know as the like the fifth best or fourth best wide receiver in in the class for the start of the rookie year, and you wouldn't have expected uh, that. It's just really what I, what I want to get at. 
That's true, I yeah. guess. I I feel like um, JSN will be fine. I feel like he's talented enough. And, like, DK came back towards the end of the game. Like, him and Maka both dealt with injuries now in their first two games so far. So, um, we'll see how kind of they progress throughout the year. I feel like Jameer Gibbs had a very disappointing game as well. Um, seven carries, 17 yards. And kind of, like, like Craig Reynolds got three carries also when David Montgomery went down. And apparently it's going to still be a split backfield with Montgomery hurt, which is not what you want to hear if you're, like, a Jameer Gibbs fantasy owner or just kind of, like, anybody in general that's invested into this team since they did spend a first round pick on it so we'll see kind of how detroit looks like going forward but also want to shout out sam laporta he's been very good so far as a rookie tight end uh breaking that stigma that rookie tight ends can't do anything they're better than dalton kincaid clearly (laughs) now kincaid's actually not been terrible either kincaid's actually been fairly solid um and i feel like luke musgrove has been solid and then um he what Solid week, Solid week one. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen that apparently he's been a good run blocker as well, which is which is nice to see from the rookie tight ends. But yeah, that was a really good game. That was one of my favorite games um, from this past weekend. I guess we can now talk about the elite quarterback over in Chicago, Justin Fields, and the uh, Chicago Bears losing uh, in Tampa Bay by 10. And Justin Fields finished 16 for 29, 211 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, one of those being a pick six on a screen pass. That was just an abysmal throw if you've seen it. And yeah, Fields was not good this past Sunday. He's not good in general. Um, uh, there was a soundbite that may be circling around the Twitter that I there was there was two parts of the question. Um, I did in the first part of the question, however, say that I want Fields as a future builder at quarterback for that division. Um, I would like to hand up and say I was wrong. I think he's horrific. I think he probably <laughs> may be the thirty first or thirty second best quarterback in the NFL. Um, and he may not have a job next year, starting job next year. So I will hand the floor to one of you, but I wanted to get that out and uh, say it first. <laughs> I, I think we still have to give him a little bit more time. And it stinks no. too, because like this, no, Dom, you're out on him. No I feel like, right. I mean, like, it's just, uh, it's I everything with like, him. It's like, there's some, like, I was talking, like, I was talking to Dom quick before we started recording. Like, there's guys who are like meme bad, where it's like, you know, like, like guys who get like like Sam Darnold who obviously isn't good but got like you know he gets like uh like the whole mono thing and like the soundbite of him in the New England game like that's like a memes make up a lot of like kind of the stigma more of the stigma of him being bad feels like if you just watch like anything that he does like on film his times release is so slow he finds he is downfield and he doesn't hit them he just runs into pressure um his dropback is slow his decision making is bad he doesn't really do anything well, and uh, the team he has around him isn't helping him at all. So, I don't know, man. I know. It's just tough because he's so dynamic, too, with his feet, and, like, he didn't do much with his legs this past Sunday. But, like, if you can still make something out of Justin Fields and you could like, see promise that he could be your franchise quarterback, and there's a good chance you have two top 10 picks with yours and Carolina, who's 0-2, going into the NFL draft, you could still continue to build around him and you add, like, a top offensive lineman for him or you add a top receiver or maybe it's Brock Bowers or somebody like that. It would be cool to see build around Fields, but, yeah, like, I get what you mean. Like, this is year three for Fields, so if he doesn't perform this year, I mean, like, and you have a top 10 pick, you're probably going to look heavily at a good quarterback class and one of the guys here. So yeah. it is a shame that Fields, yeah, could it could be his last year as, like, the full guy that they're building around there in Chicago. And Bryce Young lined up under the right uh, behind the right guard in a shotgun snap. Uh, I, I saw that. I'll, I'll defend him on that. He was scouting the defense. He's not looking at the center. He's seeing what the safeties are doing, what the linebackers are doing. Right, like, right. come on. I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you that. But if he was doing that, I'm not sure Miles Sanders would have pushed him back into place. 
There was actually a, um, a, I forgot who it was, an NFL player like quote tweeted it and said like, this happens more than you think actually. Fair so enough. like, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I, and it's that. A second I, just, I, I just wanted to sneak it in there. We, yeah, we see where your uh, propaganda is at, Anthony Richardson <laughs> fan. I, I have to, I'm, I have to push my narrative. Anthony Richardson might not play next week, so I need to get ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to push my narrative here now. I nailed this bigger Mayfield take. 317 <laughs> yards this past week, 26 for 34. I mean, how much more do you want him to do? I no, got the not, Baker. Not Good, good I got take. Baker being a great quarterback for the Bucks and the Falcons NFC. I, I know the NFC South. You know that might be my division. Yeah, <laughs> the worst maybe, division. Maybe. Your division. No, uh, no is it the worst division? Because they're six and because you six hear, and like, two Tom Brady. You hear Baker Mayfield and Tom Brady in the same sense. I think I may even said it. I was like, it just feels weird saying that, but you did. Yeah. Pull don't lie, and Baker Mayfield is balling. So. Yeah. Not okay. Yeah. This is definitely not the worst division, but I'll still say it's probably this. It probably no. It probably second. is like the division's six and two, but like I still I'm not. I'm not afraid I'll say it's better than teams. the AFC South. Definitely better than the AFC South. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. And then maybe it's better than the NFC North, but I don't know. I I uh, I don't think so either. I think we'll say it's the second uh, worst division right now. Um. But yeah, big win for Tampa Bay. Shout out to them being two and zero in the year, and shout out to Baker Mayfield. It's pretty cool to see him now being on his like fourth team. So. It's, it's cool to see him be, like, a good starting quarterback again. Um, but, yeah, uh, we kind of had a couple other games here to talk about that we can kind of briefly mention. I mean, like, we don't really have to talk about Cowboys Jets. Cowboys dominated them. It wasn't really close by any means. Nothing we really, like, were surprised with. So the days are kind of counting down for the Jets to either give up on their season and keep uh, Zach Wilson there or they make a move. Um, do you guys have anything about these two teams or do you want to move on? Yeah, I actually wanted to say one thing. So I actually don't think Zach Wilson played that bad. Like no, his, he said his the pressure was his dude, stat his sheet looks bad. Like his stat sheet looks bad because he went twelve for twenty seven with three picks. It's because he was just chucking it up in the fourth quarter because they were down by twenty. Like the first half, he he was actually helping them move the ball a little bit. He had some good scrambles. I don't. He's not the. I'm not saying he's the answer or anything, but I'm just saying like he didn't look that awful at least in the first half. But he was no. I mean, still bad overall. And I don't know why they gave Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook eight total carries. That made no sense. Right. I guess because like playing behind him, like I don't know, like. He wasn't bad. He made some. He made a really nice throw deep. I forgot who if it was to uh, Garrett Wilson. If it was to Garrett Wilson, um, yeah. But he his touchdown pass to Garrett Wilson though also was like kind of a risky pass, and like that also could. Oh, I was so, I was talking about that one being the uh, I guess nice pass, quote unquote. But it was kind of a, it was it was <laughs> Garrett Wilson made that play. I'll say that. Oh yeah, yeah, the slant like touchdown that he got. Yeah, yeah, that one. I was talking about the risk. He won, but there was one he made like moving out of the pocket, like towards the sideline that he threw a dime to. I think it was to, to Garrett Wilson. Um, but yeah, it was like a 68 yard touchdown on the slant play. And uh, like, I'm not gonna say what it could have should have, that doesn't happen. Like, he looks even worse, but I do think he was better than like we'll give him credit for. Yeah, I mean, if there's one thing Zach Wilson's really good at, it's rolling out of the pocket when he doesn't have to and then airing one out 60 <laughs> yards downfield. We've seen that in his pro day, and that pretty much gave him uh, probably 20 million dollars in his pocket. So I know, like, there's, like, the money thing to it, so I'll jump to the, the Broncos-Commanders uh, game, but is there any chance that Russell Wilson gets uh, benched this year from the Denver Broncos? Um, no, who's the I backup? don't think so. I feel like it was, um, is it, uh... I, I was I, they have Ben DiNucci. I don't know where he stands on the level. Did he get cut? I feel like he got yeah, cut. I don't think so. I think I think they brought in McVeigh. No, McVeigh. Uh, uh, it's Jared Stidham. Oh wait, yeah, it's Jared Stidham. Who they actually paid like a decent amount of money for. They, did. they did. That's give why him I like wanted to say that. changes things. Yeah. I was gonna say they brought Sean Payton brought him in just to um, like kind of to help revamp his career after the down year. But if they brought in Jared Stidham and paid him this year, that means Sean Payton knew like Russ may not have what he thinks is left in the tank. Right. So 
maybe he does get the bench if the Broncos are like, you know, four and nine or four and ten. That'd be crazy, man. That would really be crazy just because all the capital and you're not even going to get a playoff. You're not even going to get a positive season out of it. Yeah, I'm checking. I'm checking right now to see if he's even eligible to like get cut next year. Or Probably like not. Anything. I mean, they just signed I him feel last like year. It's no, not right. Yeah. They oh yeah. Him, if, I think. if you cut, yeah. Dude, it might go down as like one of the well. It's I would say that could go down as the worst cut. trade and then sign in NFL history. But the Cleveland Browns are also in the run for that show currently. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Russ is going to be there through at least twenty six. So, jeez, yeah. No, um, there's also potential out, out Howell, man. in between twenty twenty five and twenty twenty six. Yeah, but he still hits the cap for fifty eight million dollars in twenty twenty six. Yeah, I want to. I want to shout out Sam Howell. Shout out UNC quarterbacks, man. He was great this he, past Sunday. Sam He's playing good. I'll I'll give him that. Yeah, for somebody who was what fourth, fifth round pick, something like that, mm-hmm. and he's been he's been balling. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, last game we can talk about here, uh, basically Dolphins Pats. Uh, Cole Strange almost had like play of the year if he got the first down on, on the lateral there, which would have been dope. But yeah, Pats are zero and two. They're I'm not going to say, like, done, but, like, nobody really expected them. I think everybody predicted them to be the fourth seed in the AFC East. Well, now I'm probably three with Rodgers hurt, but I don't I don't think they're going to have too much expectations for the remainder of the season. The thing is, though, like, they played the Eagles and the Dolphins. Like, did you really yeah, expect yeah, no, them right, to win right. those two games? Both at like, home, though? Both at home? Do you really think they beat the Eagles or the Dolphins? Like, realistically, like, let's be real. No, you're maybe right, the you're Dolphins right. they could sneak out. They play at the Jets this week, so if, if they lose this game, then they're zero three. Then it's like all right, like maybe like some panic. But I think these are two games. You look at the schedule; they're going to lose regardless. I think so. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not pushing the panic button for them yet. Yeah, and I guess like with injuries happening around the league, and it's not like like since he's like looking bad, and like the Jets could be cooked, and like the Steelers and Browns really haven't impressed us too much. Like the Bats could still find a way, and like the Chargers are zero two, Broncos are zero two. Like there's a chance that the that the Pats could get in the playoffs for sure, but they do need a win uh, this pass or this upcoming week. So, uh, you guys have any last thoughts before we wrap up this episode, and then we'll eventually get into the uh, week three preview. No, I'm good. No, no we uh, so, yeah. kind of hit on everything. Yeah, in my opinion, this week was definitely better than the previous week. So, uh, I said before that uh, we'll do another episode to talk about the week three preview um, before the. Um, not sure if like it'll come out after Thursday or if it'll come out probably maybe after the Thursday night game. So when it comes out, maybe keep that in mind that we don't really know what happened in the Giants. Uh, <laughs> not his game. So we'll, we'll, we'll kind of laugh at ourselves then when that happens. So yeah, thank you guys all for watching on, on YouTube. Uh, let us know what you guys think in the comments below and drop a like if you guys did enjoy. And then if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Pod, we'd appreciate it if you left a rating or review um, or um, anything like that over there. So yeah, thank you guys all for watching and listening and we'll catch you guys in that week three preview. Peace.